one, two, three. Hi, I'm Jesse, and this is Red Cloaks Radio, where we are counting down in Massachusetts to see if the legislature will pass the Roe Act before the end of the session. Joining me are my co-hosts today and some fantastic guests. Hello, co-hosts. Hello, I'm Laura, and I am a proud Red Cloak. Hi, my name is Martha, and I'm also a proud Red Cloak. Hi, I'm Margo, and I'm a 10th grader. I'm Natalie, and I'm going into 10th grade. Hi, I'm Sydney, and I'm also going into 10th grade. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. All right. So I have a question for you all. Um, let's start out with really personal questions, shall we? Um, I'd love to know whether um, what you're seeing as um, teenagers and high school students, have, have you experienced any friends who um, have gotten uh, pregnant unexpectedly or might have needed an abortion? It's okay sure. if you don't. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if i sure that a friend of a friend has. So it's not, you know, directly someone I know, but it's fairly close to people I know. I've heard rumors around my school. I've heard multiple stories about people who have had unplanned pregnancies. Um, I have a friend who has had a couple like, oh, no, I missed my period. Maybe I'm pregnant, but never to the point where it was like, oh, I am. One of the things that's important in the Roe Act is this component where if the law is passed, it will change how teens can behave in Massachusetts right now. If you're a teenager and you decide that you need to have an abortion, if you want to have one, you can't just go and have one. You have to have your parent give you consent. The only option for you if your parent can't give consent or you don't want to tell your parent is if you will then go to court and go in front of a judge and then a judge has to decide whether or not you're mature enough to make the decision to have an abortion. And so it's really important today for us to hear from you as teens because the current laws definitely place some restrictions on what teens can do in terms of determining their own future and deciding about their own body. And we're really interested in your thoughts, both about how things are now under the law and also how things could be if, the pa if, if this passes. Have you been following the ROAC legislation at all? Um, I have been a little bit, mostly from things I hear from my mom and, you know, things I hear from people around me, but not, not super closely. What's health education like in your schools? Do you have sex education? Yeah, we have um, at my school, it's gym class for the first half of the year and health class for the second half of the year, which is, you know, not ideal in the first place, but especially this year with the whole virus shutting schools down, we didn't get the full half year of health class, which was, you know, not great. We have a, a similar system, but uh, I only had sex ed for about a quarter of the year, and there were maybe like two classes where we actually talked about, you know, sex ed, and we never went over abortions. Um, I've never really went over abortions in any class, really. I don't think, I th maybe it's because it's a controversial, controversial topic, but um, all of the, anything I know about abortions is just from like the media or things I've looked up myself. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I don't think abortion was ever really like fully covered. Um, also, birth control wasn't ever fully covered. 
it, yeah. it was like touched upon, but at least in my gym class, it was never like explained in a way that made sense to somebody who didn't understand it already. Yeah, I learned about birth control from the back of my Accutane box, so. <laughs> no, not great. Accutane is not a uh, birth control device. <laughs> Sorry, oh. people may not know. Right, it's an acne medicine. I remember just learning about the, you know, basic kind of like egg fertilization kind of stuff, but. Yeah, we also learned a lot about like body image stuff around that age. Do you remember if that class was taught single sex or co-educational, how it was taught, the elementary class? Well, I went to an all-girls school, so it was yeah, single. I went to a public school, but it was still separated. They had, like, the boys did it one day, and the girls did it one day. Which I think is interesting, too. It's, you know, we, we want to be very careful not to teach the other gender about... <laughs> yeah, really. Comprehensive things. Let me ask you about COVID. What do you think that the coronavirus um, has done to people that are unexpectedly pregnant and um, possibly seeking an abortion? I think it's even harder to, you know, go around parents or guardians that you can't tell because everyone's, everyone's staying at home now. So you have to find a way to sneak out without being more suspicious than they might already be. And, you know, then there's all the precautions out in public right now. So going to court would be difficult and just everything would be more stressful because it's just the next level of like separation and I don't know. Especially being like stuck in the house with them all the time, like it'd be harder to conceal that. Yeah. And additionally, everything is moving like so much slower, but the actual growth of like a fetus inside of you would not be any slower. So the likelihood that you would be able to get one in time is decreased. Yeah, that's true. Where do you feel like you or your friends get more of their information about both sexual reproduction or birth control at this point? I mean, not just like when you were in elementary school, but now that you're in high school, where do you feel like you would go look for information or how would people know what the process is? Well, I personally, um, I'm very lucky. I have a great relationship with my mom. And so I get a lot of information from her and I would feel comfortable, you know, going and asking questions. But there's also stuff online, resources. There's a um, couple like, you know, weekly articles on Snapchat about this type of thing that, you know, are educated, informative, and I know there's, there's a bunch of resources. Yeah, I get a lot of information from friends, actually, like just asking questions. Um, and my parents, I also have a good relationship with my mom, so I can easily ask. But if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, that might be a challenge. Yeah, and especially if you don't know that much or you don't really know your options, it's hard to figure out like a good source, sometimes to find like trustworthy information. Most of the information I have learned because I've done mostly research um, about it is from Planned Parenthood because I trust that they have good resources. But my worry is that some people would look at um, resources that are more biased, especially since abortion is such like a hot topic. And like a lot of people are really opposed to it. And a lot of people are like really for it. It's like a 
it's overly politicized. Mm -hmm. Very true. When people go to court now, the thing that judge is asked to look at, as I mentioned earlier, is, is the teen who's in front of the judge mature enough to make a decision to have an abortion? And what I'm really curious about is, imagine if the standard were the judge was looking at the teen and deciding, is this teen mature enough to become a parent? Like, what if that's what the test was? Because it feels to me like kind of a setup there with the judge, because if they say you're not mature enough to make the decision, then you will become a parent, right? Like, so yeah, and how I'm, can you be mature enough for that? Yeah, so I was just sort of curious, like, from your perspectives in terms of where you are in your education, do you feel like you and your peers are a prepared to be parents, and b do you feel like is school offering you any education or information about parenting, so that if you did find yourself pregnant or if a classmate did and they were told by a judge that they have to become a parent now? Do you feel like they're being prepared to, to take that on at, at this point? Absolutely not. No. No. Not at all. I mean, can you say more? Because I'm just curious. I don't know if legislators have really thought this through, and I think maybe you can help them. Um, yeah, the subject has never come up in health class about, like, the possibility of being a parent or anything like that. Um, yeah, they usually, like, gloss over any sort of topic about unplanned pregnancy. They say, like... They might give like a brief thing about, you know, birth control, like, but basic stuff like, you know, condoms or whatever. And um, no, they just kind of, I don't know, there's not much about it. Yeah, it's never really discussed. And like the amount of people who can forget to like do a homework assignment, like you can't, I can't even imagine like anybody having to be a parent and being responsible enough to be able to do that especially if they don't have other support systems um, where, where they'd have to go to a judge in the first place because their parents wouldn't be okay with it. And plus there's that whole, you know, stigma and judgment around it. Like there's, it's, it's not an atmosphere where it's like, oh, if I had an unplanned pregnancy, would I still be, would I still be, you know, accepted and not shamed and judged for it yeah there's a huge stigma about unplanned pregnancy and like our teenage years because all the rumors that i've heard they're very like just not a great attitude like oh did you hear about this or you know these people shaming other people yeah do you find that it's more shame directed at one gender yeah i find more shame directed at the person who got pregnant i've never like i don't really hear many things about the guy which I just realized that now is you don't hear anything about the guy, but you hear a lot about the woman. Who didn't yeah. get pregnant by herself. She had to have help. So it's, that's one of the things that is very, for me, controversial. Why do we shame the woman that it's going to have the child? And then he just goes flying into life like nothing happened. Well, it's similar to, to condoms, too. Boys or men can carry condoms, and it's almost cool, right? But a girl carrying a condom in this country is still considered, you know, like she's going to get shamed for that rather than, you know, the, the thumbs up. What about doctors in your lives? Do you, have you found doctors who are open to talking about it or who are able to establish a conversation with you or again with, with friends? 
Yeah, my doctor's pretty comfortable with that kind of thing. She'll always ask and ask if I'm being safe or, you know, things like that. Yeah, I feel like my doctor will ask, like, oh, are you engaging in sexual activity? But that's, like, the farthest she takes it. Like, well, did you do this? No, then, like, eh. Yeah, I agree. That's the extent that my doctor goes to as well. I have to say, though, that the the last time I, I took my daughter to the the doctor, I got kicked out, which I thought was good, you know, <laughs> that, that it was like, okay, this is a conversation that she's going to have with her doctor, not not with me. And so that was, I thought that was good. <laughs> are there any things that you all are thinking about um, as we're having this conversation? If the Roe Act is passed and teens are able to go to their doctor if they choose to have an abortion. Um, are there any concerns you would have about teens talking directly to their doctor about it? Are there any things that you would be worried about for them? I think like what Laura was saying, like how uh, the doctor has the mom, like the parents get kicked out. I think that's a great idea because um, there are definitely people who are not comfortable with like their parents knowing that information. Um, and I think that would be, that's a good idea. Yeah, as long as there's that confidentiality, I think it's a, you know, much less stressful, you know, faster, safer way to do that. And adding to that also, your doctor usually knows you pretty well. I mean, my doctor I've been going to since I was like in kindergarten or earlier. So I would feel much more comfortable talking to her than talking to some random judge that I've never met before in my entire life who doesn't know me at all. Really good point. It's really helpful talking to you because I think the voice of teens needs to be heard more. And I think many people lose touch. I think what you talked about in terms of a stigma is really interesting to think about because kind of what's called slut shaming, you know, especially if you've got adult legislators who in the back of their mind, they're kind of thinking back to their own high school experience that someone who gets pregnant, a woman, a young woman who gets pregnant is maybe wasn't careful or in some way. What was she wearing, is, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe they're feeling like, well, maybe she should have to go to a judge. Maybe they're feeling like there's something a little vindictive or maybe they want the person to be ashamed. Maybe it's not even conscious. Maybe it's an implicit bias that's been around for generations. Certainly what you described feels like when I was in high school in the 80s, and that's a while back now. Are there things you would want other teens to hear or know? Um, I feel like I would want other teens just to know that I at least would not judge them and, you know, give them the resources that I know of and do my best to help them do whatever's best for them. Same here. Yeah. I think there are more people who are rooting for you that are just maybe like quieter than the people who are rooting against you and that's hard to find them, but like they they're there somewhere. You should be able to have some form of support. One more question too that on that same sort of level, is there anything that you would tell an adult? Um so different from a teen what what kind of message would you would you give an adult about this issue? Um, don't stigmatize things. Um, just be supportive and I mean like I feel like a lot of adults often forget what it was like to be a teenager 
And so I think that's just an important reminder, like, listen, don't you remember how your life was stressful enough without, you know, an unplanned pregnancy and the possibility of having to become a parent at 16 or 17 years old and having to go to court? If you, Like, you know, there's just so many things that are stressful in your life already. I just think a lot of adults don't realize or remember that. Yeah, being a teen like modern days is pretty hard. And I think having to deal with an unplanned pregnancy on top of that would be extremely hard to deal with. And so coming for adults to come into it with no judgment would be great. Yeah. Yes. And also I think that the health system in the schools can very much improve in how they talk about sex and how they talk about the whole reproductive system and how you can get abortions and um, different forms of birth control and stuff. Because one thing that popped into my head was that one of my friend's pregnancy scares that she told us about, it wasn't even possible that she could have got pregnant. Like she didn't do anything that would have made that possible, yet she was worried she was because she didn't fully understand anatomy. Mm-hmm really underscores the need for good health education. The state has something called the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, and it's administered through high schools. I'm just wondering, have you all taken that survey at any point? Um, I don't think so. I think I took it, like, I think we were all made to take it during advisory a while ago, I'm pretty sure. Do you feel like people are super comfortable being honest in those surveys? Do you feel like those are a good measure? Because that's used by a lot of people trying to make policy decisions as it's used as kind of fact. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. Probably. I think for the most part, but I'm not fully sure, especially since when we were taking it, even though it is anonymous for the actual responses, when you were taking the thing, you were sitting next to other people who, like, if they wanted to, they could look at your screen. Not that anybody was, but. Yeah, and I think that and other factors, you know, might make people not take it as seriously as they should. Like, you know, advisory. I don't know if people at my school really genuinely enjoy advisory, but you know, a lot of people goof off during that time. And I feel like that that survey may not have been taken completely seriously by everybody. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, And just so you guys know, there's lots of things that people can do between now and the end of July. Um, We don't know what day there could be action on the Roe Act, but youth voices really matter. As you notice around the country and other issues, gun violence prevention, trying to do more anti-racist actions. Um, also in, in healthcare and reproductive justice, it's really important to hear from people who are directly impacted by this law because only teens have to get the judicial bypass and parental consent, adults don't. And so that particular part of the law, it's going to impact teens the most. And if there's any way that you want to reach out, you can find your, not just you on the call, but anyone listening, if there's any way you want to get involved, you can look up and find your legislators by looking up Massachusetts, find my legislator, 
Google that and it will get you to a page where you just type in your address and it will tell you who represents you at the state level. And you can email them, you can phone call, you can be anonymous if you want, just let them know that you're a constituent. That would be helpful so that they know that you uh, want to be heard in this matter and you can get involved. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you Thank so you much all. for the opportunity. Thank you. Yes.